0: Alright, it. <laughs> Welcome to the Aqua Minority Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jesus Shuttlesworth, aka the five foot assassin, and she is the Benita Apple Bomb. You got it going on, Benita, Benita, Benita. Lady Gadita.
1: Hello. How's everybody doing?
0: You know what episode this is, right?
1: I guess it is episode 20. 20! Yo. I In can't believe really
0: 20, man. I can't believe <laughs> really, it. I would like to thank everybody for coming out to listen to us every week for 20 weeks. That's amazing.
1: I know. That's so awesome. You said coming out like we got a meet and greet.
0: <laughs> I gotta make it sound cool. I had to make it sound cool. Yo, the Papa John's man comes out every week for us. Shout out to Papa John. Papa John's always makes sure that we have a pizza in the studio when we record. When we do yes, record. Indeed. They always make sure they and then they always send us um coupons during the week. They always text it to me that I text the lady God and it always is always handy. Like it's always handy.
1: Yeah, so it really is. And their customer service is awesome.
0: Yes. So y'all go y'all go check out our sponsors, Papa John's. And also, rest in peace to Fight Dog. He passed away last week. Rest like in a, peace. Man. I remember he had this one line where he was like, I like them brown, yellow, Puerto Rican, the Haitian. My name is Fight Dog from the Zulu Nation. I told you in the jam that we can get down, and that's not the boots like the group H-Town. I, I can't recite the rest because it's gonna make me get it. Maybe it always makes me laugh. You got like, <laughs> like you got a, um, you got like a picture of, um, BBD on your wall. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that that group. But yeah, he was a, he was a, he was an avid, he was an avid sports fan. He I used to always see him over, um, ESPN. If y'all don't know, he's from, um, tribe called Quest. Most of y'all, most of y- us older people already know that. But yeah, Fight Dog was in the group in, um, tribal Quest. But, um. He was an avid sports fan. Like if you said something to him on Instagram or Twitter or something like that, he's responding back to you in an instant. Like he's always down to have a conversation about sports. So that was really nice to see a person so down to earth with so much mad success. They're like one of the top groups when it comes to um when it comes to music. It goes Outkast, Tribe Called Quest, Goody Mob, and then. Wu-Tang Clan. It's no particular order because I'm going to say no particular order because my down south bias. But those like are mm-hmm. the four groups that stick out to me when I was coming up because each person in these groups were dope. You never had one of these groups where somebody's somebody's verse was lacking. Like a lot of these groups, it's like okay, you skip past. Like you know how like, you will listen to a song with a lot of rappers on it and you'll just skip mm-hmm. past a certain artist's rap, right? I never did that with Wu Tang, Outcast, Goody Mob, and um Tropical Quest.
1: I know. Black that, Star. Oh my me.
0: god. Black Star is also um group two. Okay, my list is getting pretty long. Okay, we just we're gonna move away from group. <laughs> my, my, okay. I'm gonna also tell y'all that y'all need to check out the art of organized noise. Speaking of um Goody Mob, man, I got I got to do a press run last week where there was um first of all, you would think I was in the film. The way I was doing the press run, because I was promoting it like hell. Like there was, I was telling about how Outcasts came together, how Pete did it. Because y'all, y'all know these stories. I'm not gonna tell y'all these stories because i done talked about the stories on on the podcast a lot. But if you have Netflix, you should be sure to check out the Art of Organized Noise. Is on there right now. And if you don't have Netflix, go and spend that eight dollars eight dollars a month. You get to watch the Art of Organized Noise every day if you want. So I I have watched this. I have watched this um documentary. At least six times already, and I cheese through the whole thing as if it's like a new experience for me. <laughs>
1: That's like, good. That is like, really cool.
0: Because like a lot of people, a lot of people dog. Um, because I this is like, like some of the stuff I didn't like. This is what I, it's a couple of things I already knew because we already talked about that. But um, the thing I did not know that pebbles, pebbles, um, want to ride in my car, whatever, whatever, whatever. Y'all know pebbles, but pebbles. Um, was married to L.A. Reid. We all know that, but she pressured. Well, she she was in L.A. Reid's ear about signing organized noise, like signing um Sleepy Brown, Ryan, Rico Way, You know, signing like you need to get their production, their production team. You need to fuck with their production team. He said, I knew they were stars before they before they were stars, or whatever. So thank you, Pebbles, because if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't be no outcast, It wouldn't be no good at my man, good at my man. Dungeon family, <laughs> like all my y'all gotta understand, my Georgia Pride, my Georgia Pride, my Georgia Pride comes from Outcast, in Ma, Dungeon family, like the whole dungeon family, organized noise. Um, big, oh my god, they had Big Rube in there. They had Big Rube in the documentary. Nice. Big Rube ain't big no more. Big Rube small. And then I added him, and then he added, Oh my god, he added me on Facebook. I was like,
1: No way,
0: yeah, your idols fuck with you when you <laughs> I, remember, I was talking to a Lady dive I was telling her, you know, I was doing a press run, you know, because I got I got asked to do the press run, and I was like, wait a minute, they have to listen to the podcast in order for them to know that my knowledge of them is that that elaborate that I can talk about it for long periods of time. So I, I, It didn't even click to me that they that they read the blog and they listen to the podcast. It didn't even click in my head till the next day, and I was like, oh we oh my god, like we I can die happy now. Cause the people that <laughs> me, the people that, Oh yeah. I, I always say, I want to down like 90 something. I gotta, I got so much. I, we got so much we need to do. I know. <laughs> but yeah, My Georgia pride runs deep because of, because of, because of the Southern playlistic, like because of, because of, because of these men. So to be asked to be, to just do, I wanted to be, I would love to have been in a the documentary. They would have never been able to shut me up. Like y'all think I talk too much on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Oh my God! That dirty, but yeah, um, organized noise did all the production for Goody Mob, Outcasts, and stuff for Speak About Love Below. When outcast got older, Outcasts started doing it on. But I remember, um, Goody Mob had that, um, now Dirty Bill front fronted me some weight, told me keep two, bring him back eight, and I only fought it, I only bought him five and stuck his ass for three. Do you think they clank a sinking goons on me? See Montel home, that's my claim to fame. Where I learned the sweetest tricks in the dope game. Like my favorite. I call the lemon head the light. When I lick up all the yellow and I sell the white. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: wow. it's so like, like you'll have outcasts where they like finesse. They're finessing you with their lines. Man, <laughs> Timo came on. Timo didn't get enough. Timo, that's um, one thing I learned in the documentary. Timo and the good Timo had his um drug dealing crew. It was called Timo and the Good and the Good and the good in my boys or some shit like that. Something like that, something like that. And they that's how they could they used to call they, um they dope the goody bag. Mm-hmm. But hmm So when Timo was talking about some talking about weight and selling and lemon head the light, he actually meant he was out there doing that shit. That I I repeat, I don't know nothing about drugs, but I imagine you might want to sell them actual drugs. Don't be licking lemon heads. That's a good way to get <laughs> fucked up. But yeah, Cee Lo was in the documentary, right? CeeLo Lo was like when um Players Ball came out because at this point, to Rico May's mom, Rico May's mom has is a oh my god, that woman is an angel. She um she's still lies. but God bless her. Um, when the first started, okay, I'm not gonna this is gonna be I'm gonna tell y'all two about another story, or this is gonna be the last story. I just told y'all I want I want y'all to watch the documentary because I'll just send the documentary. But this is something that we all knew anyway. Um Rico A's mom, when they um they used to record an the apartment, then they got kicked out of the apartment, so they had to move to a house that uh, Rico was helping pay for the house. So um Rico's mom used to have, she said it used to be like about 20 of them at the house at all times, constantly 24-7 playing music, sleeping on her floors. She said it used to be people everywhere, and it really didn't bother her. She said her um she would just wake up to music, go to sleep to music. She said it never really bothered her because she knew they had something. Like, she supported them enough to not only let these people stay there because she said they had homes, but they wanted to be working on their craft so much that they was willing to sleep on the floor. Andre 3000 dropped out of high school to do this. Big Boy was like, I couldn't drop out of high school. I had a 3.8. I couldn't do that shit. I couldn't drop out of Tri-City. And plus he had, um, if everybody knows you watch the old, um, outcast documentary, um, big boy couldn't drop out anyway. Cause he had this agreement with his, um, his auntie, may she rest in peace. That he, um, he had to have, he get grades or she was sending his ass back to Savannah. But he was like, fuck that. So he used to, uh, record at night, go to school in the day. That's why Andre got that line. Instead of being in class of, of brother being some ass, not thinking about them six courses that I need to pass. <laughs> Graduation rolled around like roly police. Man is fucked up. I should have listened to my mama when she told me that. If you're playing now, you're gonna suffer later. Thinking she was talking gang gang, so I paid to no attention that keep pepping the point they try to poke me with. Oh, yeah, I know. Nice. But yeah, but
1: yeah,
0: but I I'd was, was, like a motherfucker just thinking about it. What you need to know about the dirty side? What you need to know about the dirty side? <laughs> Then, oh.
1: yeah, you, were, you were pretty excited. I really, it, that, that I can imagine for you was an honor. I think that's awesome.
0: Man, good old fashioned soul food. Ah, everything <laughs> is spoke free. As good as it can be. Come and get your soul food. Man, oh my God. Get it in. I mean Cujo is like Sunday morning when we eat in that I'm on 1365 Wichita dry like these are actually these are places in Georgia, like these are places in Atlanta. Like head to, head to the and the low. Oh my god. I don't understand the greatness of these men. These men have they're they're responsible for the whole South Sound. Like they didn't use, they rarely use samples. They never use samples. Like, um, if you actually listen to their music, it's never this thing where they're looping something. If they're looping something, it's a sound they created. Like that. Um, and then they touched on, um, fuck it. Y'all gonna watch the documentary. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. They did, the. Um, they did, What's it gonna be? Cause I can't pretend. What's it gonna be? Morning, friends whose song it is
1: in vogue
0: <laughs> yep yep in vogue I, this one this is an easy one for everybody listening at home don't go chasing waterfalls please stick to Woo! the rivers and the lakes that you used to yeah they wrote um they wrote water they wrote waterfall for tlc I want y'all to watch the documentary before you can see about how they came about because it was some politics back in the day, but they forego all that to make this great record. So you should check that out. I really wasn't going to talk about the whole documentary. I almost talked about the whole documentary because it's that great. Like I want you to check this out because this documentary is that great. This is southern history. Got um two chains talking, ludicrous talking. Here, here you go for y'all young people. Yeah, this is gonna make y'all young people watch. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. Future. Future is the cousin of Rico Wade. Wow. All the young people just turned it off. All the young people just turned the podcast off to go out. <laughs> the artist organized noise, right? Now they just turned it off. Can you hear it? They just clicked. Oh, whatever. He said yep. he said future. <laughs> you know I taught that slit top, that slit top. You know I taught that hit a nick close ring. Like <laughs> I like Future's music when I take it at when I take it at face value. Like if I start, right. like I try to, like if you try to, like if you try to dig too deep into it, it really fucks you up. Like man, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> when I take it at face value, I'm like, oh my god, that March Madness. I'm gonna play March Madness. I don't thought even know every Dirty spider film my cup like a game Thursday. What the hell? Oh, you know, my I don't know the I don't know what the hell he be saying. One <laughs> like, of my, one of my favorite, one of my favorite, um, um, future songs is, uh, young nigga move that dough, young nigga, young nigga move that dough, move that dough and move that dough. Then for real go
1: only to feel good.
0: <laughs> for real, like, <laughs> oh, what's going on? It's so because fu- it's so fucking funny. Like he be like, "Y'all nigga, move that do, move that do, move that dough. Did Pharrell come out here. I know that funny ass hat. Only if it feel good. For <laughs> real, be so out of place. For be so out of place on these songs. He be rapping. He be rapping. These niggas ain't picking up trees, nigga. Like what the heck? like? For real, what the fuck? Oh you gotta let one go. <laughs> like what? Like he's on hot damn. So you in a hot damn? Yes. Hot damn! It's a new day. with them boys want that money, man? Hot damn! You know, um, in that video, and I'm, t- I'm, not, I'm not to I'm gonna try not throw no shade. You know, in that video, um, one of the little kids riding the riding the um riding the bikes is Meek Mills. <laughs> gonna let him live. We're gonna let him live for now. This meat right one of the kids, but that's a really good, um, really good song. He got um Roscoe, Roscoe P. Go chains. May he may he get out of jail anytime soon. That motherfucker really got caught with a double homicide. Wow! Like when he was talking about when I was living this life, about to have if you whatever you had on your neck, if you really had gold in your neck, I would have been took there. You know he said in that record, man. He was really about that <laughs> oh, life, like. It's crazy, like it's crazy how gangster this man really was, but he was like a poet that was rapping, that was giving his poets over the his poems over the beat. So like, it, it was yeah.
1: That's pretty cool. I, you know, I love poetry. So
0: <laughs> yeah, we know the poet loves poetry. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of poets, we got a street poet. We got a what? We got a street poet, Ti's. Um, Ti's album King, it turned ten this year.
1: Actually,
0: wow. it, turned, it turned ten yesterday, the twenty eighth. But yeah, it turned ten this year.
1: Oh my goodness, time flies. Man, congratulations to him.
0: <laughs> right, I saw. I, I I don't know which book he. Think. I actually got a shout out in one of his albums. I don't know right now. It's King or um Ti versus Tip. I. P. I, I I remember seeing it when I was younger, and mm-hmm. I don't, and I ain't looking through them credits ever again because you know credits, it'd be so many names, and they're like, man, I got time for this." <laughs> I just remember seeing my name, like you. Yeah.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, y'all check that out and see where y'all let me know which one it is. But um,
1: you gotta tell your name.
0: <laughs> they know my name, Jay Vars.
1: I know. There'll be some of them will probably be looking for Jesus Shuttlesworth.
0: <laughs> They're looking like Jesus Shuttlesworth. That speaking of um, <laughs> these this guy, I don't know, but uh, yeah, they got they got um, they actually he actually thinks um, he actually thinks organized noise in each um, each album he puts out, by the way.
1: Oh, wow,
0: like organized noise DNA is in everybody's music, like it organized noise inspired um, P. Diddy to use live instruments. He said P. Diddy was like. Before I met Organized Noise, because he thinks Organized Noise should be in the Hall of Fame because they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He said, Before I met them, I didn't know about using live instruments. He said it was more manufacturing samples and all this other stuff. He said they they actually cut get, a, get an organist, get a piano player, and all this other stuff. Okay, Javaris. Jesus. Y'all gotta watch the y'all gotta watch the document. I'm telling you. This is I know a lot of y'all not into documentaries, but if you watch the documentary, it would it would be great. Tell me, trust me, it is it is music history. You should watch that documentary and then watch watch what happened to then watch the documentary what happened to Nina Simone. They're not this, they're not they have nothing to do with each other, but they're just two great documentaries. Because after you watch this one, you're gonna be inspired to watch another one.
1: Yeah, I I love documentaries. I have have tons to catch up on. <laughs>
0: but
1: I have Organized Noise on the top of the list.
0: So. Look. When I <laughs> Netflix, I make sure I make a list. Well, I got you know I'd like the, the my list, but I make sure I put a whole bunch of stuff for her to watch. She got a lot of catching up to do.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of lists, um Let's tell them our choices from that album, T.I.'s oh, album.
0: Okay, okay. But, yeah, so the King album came out. Now, if y'all remember, like I was thinking about it today, like when I was thinking about what we're going to talk about in the podcast, this album is low-key um, a classic because you got What You Know About That, you got Living in the Sky, you got Top Back, Front Back, I'm Talking to You, Ride With Me, King Back, I'm straight, stand-up guy, told-you-so, Bankhead, Undertaker. Like, man, like, I remember when Ride With Me first came out, you know, ride with me, pimping. let me show you where we kick it at, where the hustlers kick it at and hustlers keep them chickens at. Ride with me, man, come ride with a G. All through the ATL, come ride with a G. You know, and that was back in the day when you would get mixtapes. So the first time I heard Ride With Me was on a mixtape, probably DJ Holiday. Shout shouted to DJ Holiday. You know, shout out DJ Holiday. That's um, that's one of um, T.I.'s guys homeboys, MLK. So, whoo, but yeah, I remember firsthand With me on that. And this is this is when it was this is when TI was really thick, deep in drama. Because if you remember, he was beefing with Little Flip. Mm-hmm. And before this, Urban Legend came out in 2004. So this is a two-year. Fan of no music from T.I. because T.I. had got all to the sleep trouble, got locked up and stuff. So the whole South was rooting for T.I. We went, we didn't. I hated fucking Lil Flip when I was young. He called Lil from the, the birthday yeah. bash. He was like, Bring your punk ass to the motherfucking state. Man, T.I. got this line on his um, Ray Cass song where he goes, I'm gonna chase your ass from Texas to California. Yeah, Tilt gonna drill your ass into a coma. He was, he was like, he said, I'm gonna kill you, come to your way, and then spit in your face. You can lie, play, say, tell lies if you want to, but your ass still a to Whenever I run up on you, I'm gonna trace your scary ass from Texas to California. Yeah, tip gonna drill your ass into a coma. You ain't Southside, South, South faking Clover, nobody. Sucker, nigga, keep it real. You ain't shot nobody. You just a. And then the hook from um, Pastor Troy went, pussy Nigga, so it was like you just a pussy ass nigga. Like I was, Oh my god, dude! I need you, young people, to understand. Beef was serious back then. He also was talking. Oh my god! He put out that um that I got ninety nine problems, little flipping one. He was like, they got this clip where they be like. Little flip be like Scarface, the king of the South. Like, pussy nigga, shut the fuck up. or cool with face. Even he know you a sucker. Paul run Texas, along with little Thugger. Mike Jones, z roy some real hustles. You ain't never been a botany boy. You just a sucker. Never been seen outside on the South Side. Now you want to put it on like you run shit. At the third, go to jail with the kind shit. Have the time you don't like what I'm saying, nigga. butt. nigga, swing when you see me, nigga. I don't give a fuck. Cause I know you just a lame and your partners ain't talk. No, your aim ain't shit. No, your fighting game's. So, so I could not imagine you would Jesus want to listen to. I'm a stand up guy, man of many principles. He was like, <laughs> He was like, I, I demand your respect, I'll die about that, but I'm gonna hit you with the take and let you lie about that. So keep me out your rap, so this shit ain't done. I got 99 problems, little flip. I ain't one. Ah, and that's he, he made a whole mix. Oh. That ain't even the whole mix. I can't, I'm not even gonna run through the whole mixtape because he ain't got nothing to do with none of this. Man, he had Scarface on there, Scarface the goat, Scarface king of South. Everybody knows Scarface king of South. Scarface was like, Man, I don't like that king of South. Shit, anything. I've been told you, you can have that young man. I've been so Scarface telling Tia, you got Scarface, the king of your city, the king of the king of Texas, being like, I ain't studying that shit. You got Scarface, man. I swear T.I. ended. Um I swear T.I. ended Lil Flip career. Mm-hmm. I swear. Like you ask anybody what was the demise of Lil' Flip? Because Lil' Flip was out here. Lil Flip was out here. He had that um, you can call me your baby girl. Maybe we can spend some time with Lil'
1: sunshine.
0: So he what made him think he can go at T.I. <laughs> he looks like he- he got it because this is what T.I. don't see. A lot of y'all think T.I. They, y'all, I don't know what y'all think T.I. is, but T.I. Is fucking gay. T.I. T.I. done been in jail for so many goddamn things. Like T.I. When T.I. say he'd die for his, he really mean that shit. Like a lot of like a lot of people. You hear a lot of people say they'll die for something, and it sounds cool to them. But T.I. actually that's why nobody ever say that. Nobody never questions T.I. because that's something he actually lived. Like he used to actually sell drugs. He used to actually. I'm not, I'm not gonna criminate no name but I I'm I'm just going to say he used to act and do other activities and then oh god he got to, that that's really that really is a classic album the more that I think about it it, it really stands out this classic album cuz it got um it got this song with with Young Jeezy and um, BG when it goes, I'm straight. like begin. My beginning was a humble one, hustling. I was under one, had a hundred ones, about to slap and flip another one. Sold a little 380 E's and said, I need another one. The little's in the trap, they got it popping like a bubblegum. Junk is hating on my sex. and say, I'm nothing but a young bud. Niggas say what? Then you see me raise up. This when you see the little bubble nuts spray a whole nigga whole face up, like like T.O. was a bad boy. Damn yeah. He said, I spray a nigga whole waist up. They try you once till you pull the foul, and then tell him, Shot it, don't play with us. On 14 in the dope game, on Kevin Cats, no case, bro. You can consider me statistically another. nigga This too late for a hey, wait, bro. Like, bro, this man said, Hey, wait, bro, if I lose it all today, I'm going back. <laughs> So he like ain't no that's why like I don't glorify I don't glorify drug game or whatever, but if you actually lived it and you're talking it on the record, then ain't nothing I can tell you. You done lived. That's your that's your truth. But
1: you know, you know it's I'm not trying to laugh, okay? And I'm not trying to drift off of his album because it is a classic. But when you said young jeezy, I was trying to hold my laugh back. Did you see the picture? Which one? that they posted on Facebook. It's so messed up. He, his teeth fell out. His front oh. teeth. <laughs> we should be laughing. <laughs> How are we going to hell? In his performance, he was performing. How the
0: hell your In teeth, teeth fell out, out. you
1: performing? It was his front teeth. They were fake, obviously. And then um, <laughs> they did a meme. You know people are. you. People are so messed up, they couldn't wait for the opportunity. Good. And they're like, they're like, uh, these these hoes still wanna fuck. Like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, I think somebody say something about this one situation with these two people that involve the basketball player. And that was like, people are ruthless out here. If the if the um if the asteroid was heading towards Earth and it was gonna kill us all, he's there was like niggas would put um Put the Jordan Cross face on the earth. Oh. I, I was like, that is so true. That somebody actually did. I was like, man, we we gonna all go to hell. We all go to hell in a handbag.
1: <laughs> we ain't shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what old people be saying, y'all ain't shit. Y'all always think you're here a ha, you hear for that. Hip that
1: <laughs> you know, I wanna say shout out to um <laughs> Dick Gregory. You, you saw that interview. I know you did. You already know
0: I watched the legend Dick Gregory. The Dick Gregory don't give two fucks about anybody on any date of the week. That's my man. That's my man. That's my man. He
1: said. He said. I thought they they told me you were the smart one.
0: He <laughs> was just like, boy, if it, if I tell if is it, your stupid. <laughs> It was like, do I just need to leave right now? Like Dick, because Dick Gregory done, Dick Gregory, like a lot of people like to big up Al Sharpton, but Dick Gregory, like I was talking about T.I. I guess it's tied to TI. You know how TI, like I said, TI wanted to die for his. Dick Gregory uh-huh. was ready to die for his shit. Like Mark Dick Gregory was so ratted, ride to die for the movement. Martin Luther King had to be like, calm down a little bit. Because he was right. out here ready to die on these front lines. Cause he had this, because he's a comedian. So a lot of people, like a lot of like a lot of younger people, don't know that he's a comedian. So when y'all watch the interview, keep in mind he's a comedian. He wrote a book called "Nigger," by the way. But, uh,
1: oh, <laughs> but wow,
0: yeah. yeah, he he's a comedian. He has this joke about the clan members. He said he'll eat some chicken and some clan members walked in, and he was, and they said the clan members go, "Whatever you do to that chicken, I'm gonna do to you." So he said, "I looked him in his eye." I said you better pucker up because I'm about to fuck this chicken up. So, <laughs> you know already he said about the, the White House? He said he said, I would took the road garden out and I would have put me a wallet and a patch in there.
1: You're
0: going to be spitting seeds every. Oh my God. I was like, Dick Greg, you're a damn fool. That man is too... Oh, man. I would fool.
1: love I would love to interview him. I think we both would love to interview him.
0: (laughs) Man, I would. I only have one person on my list of people I want to interview ever, ever because I already interviewed everybody else I wanted to interview. I wanted to interview Dick Gregory. Like,
1: yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I would just love, I I love elderly people with wisdom who who walk the walk, not just talk the talk, because it's so much more meaningful. So, like when you sit down and you listen you're getting an earful of wisdom that sticks with you for life and you know he's he's one of the people that I truly appreciate and I'm, I'm i I I pray you know he's blessed for many 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 more years
0: exactly because we need it we need to one of you need to interview him we just need to let him talk just out all you gotta do is ask one question like what do you want to talk about and exactly he's, like, cause he, cause they, they didn't even have to ask him, That he was just in the zone. He was just there. Like a guy, he got like 10, he said he got like 11 children or something.
1: Wow. I didn't know that. Really?
0: Yeah. Dick, Dick Gregory, he said he, he was getting that booty according to him.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: so he was like, I'm just horny or some shit.
1: I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> but he did say he was married for 56 years. I think he said.
0: Is exactly. that I'm not sure. It's like he stuck with the same woman. He, he ain't go hop hippy hopping around with all these other mother, all these women for women.
1: Yeah, and I and I like that he kept repeating, I'm not telling you anything you can't uh see on Google. Like you yeah. could research for yourself everything that he stated.
0: So yeah like yeah. When he was talking about the pope how the pope um the pope when hug those african kids but he hug those um american kids he come to how you come to how you come to um new york or whatever and you don't meet with al Sharpton, but you are trying to meet with some black people. Right. He was t- he give me y'all games so y'all should pay attention. But yeah but damn it's a horrible transition. It's a horrible transition. Y'all don't even kill me for this. But but yeah but I was um earlier I was trying to think which one is better between trap music and um king because if cuz y'all yeah, know we like we like to make lists around here we the list crew no, I'm just saying? we like to make lists <laughs> so i i ranked rank all his albums i put trap music then it goes king then it goes urban legend paperwork paper trail trouble man ti versus tip I'm serious and no mercy. No mercy goes at the end because I don't think T, I think that album came out with like T I was locked up so the label picked those songs. I like to welcome you to the world of love. Fast money fast cars they die man rings big chains and the girls. So, that, that's the song with uh, that's the song with him and um uh, I think that's I think that's the song where Klinge West to the public lost his mind cuz that's the song where he goes, people ask me shit about the Illuminati. First off, the fuck that mean <laughs> he loved Jesus when he was worth off oh I see they say when a nigga get stupid rich niggas just keep copping up with stupid shit man let me you know <laughs> like whoa okay <laughs> he was like first time what the fuck that mean <laughs> loved Jesus when he was worth off oh I see they think when a nigga get but that's that's a good point though they, you look, you when a black person start making money, everybody wants to say you're an Illuminati,
1: yeah.
0: Anyway, but anyway, okay. back to my back to my um back to my um trap music, trap music, really, trap music. Like when I was talking about how um organized noise gave us pride to be southerners, man, when that 24s came out, money club, that's how all my niggas roll. Low and draw on 24. You know, he'd be like, You've you seen the video before, right? Yeah. You know, um, little Duval be like, Hey, this you know, in the beginning of your friend be like, That's okay. You got booty do anyway. <laughs> That's going your booty do. That, um, when T.I. when T.I. be like, Are We in the drop top, Chevy with the roof wide open. A partner looking at me to see it, my eyes open. I lived mm-hmm. on the other side of that, um, on the other side of that um, highway, it was not a highway. It's like it's more a street. I lived in those um in that sub, It wasn't a. It was a a Georgia subdivision in that city. If anybody know about Georgia subdivisions in the city, they don't really have gates and you know names and shit. It's just a whole bunch of houses. I lived over there, and I was like, "That's behind us." I was so geeked. Cause you gotta I'm a youngin at this time, and I'm so I'm so geeked that. Where I live is now being represented on a TV screen. Because I live I lived in a calm community. Like it's really funny because you know the joke about the White House, right? Yeah. White House in the hood, like you go down two blocks, you'll be in the hood. Like if you <laughs> went down, like I lived on the side of um Adamsville where it was calm, cool, collected. But if you took two red lights, 92 two, you took a red light down, you're now in the middle of Bang, you and Bankhead, you and um who bowing homes, like it was grim like it was a grimy situation.
1: And yeah, that's,
0: that's
1: how Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> that's all I was saying is that quick of a span.
1: Oh, that's how um DC is t- the, like you said, the White House, but the other day I I was going, taking a different route to get home because 95 was backed up all the way. And um, we get on this, the Maryland side, but it's in DC. It's kind of like the borderline. And I was like, what is everybody talking about? Southern Avenue? Nothing's wrong with Southern Avenue. It, it, it was fine, right? Because they were like, hold on to your person. Don't talk to anybody. Don't make eye contact. And then <laughs> the person was like, yeah, because you're on the Maryland side. Look to your right. That's that's Southern Avenue. The the real Southern Avenue. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're about to meet some. You're about to meet those. Get up. But yeah, it's really crazy how the a world. You were like. You will live your life on one side of this road and on the other side, there's a whole bunch of other shit going on. And at that time, people respected other humans. Like, you was not going to cross over into this situation where everybody is wholesome and it was very quiet, calm, collected. You was not going to cross over there and rob somebody. All the robbing Mm -hmm. and the killing and shit happened on the other side of this, you know, the other side. We We didn't stay at that place. I think we stayed there for like in that house. Let me think like three years. We had to move out of that house. That house was horrible. It had a whole bunch of mosquitoes. <laughs> like <laughs> like in the driveway, it was a whole bunch of mosquitoes. It was a horrible like the, like the like the um the community was quiet, but we had to move out of there real quick. But I have always take pride in that to this day that we in a drop top shaving with the roof wide on because that's what um that's what the um airport at, like the Atlanta airport. Harpersville, or whatever the um, the private airport that's what that is. In case some of y'all want to check it out, and the the parking, you know, in the end of the video where they be in the parking lot with the um, hotels and stuff, yes, that was also shot on the street. That's down, that's way down the street. That's called Stuart. Uh, Stuart uh, oh, uh, please don't. I hope a whole bunch of y'all don't go, I know what that said when I say this, but that's Stuart Avenue. Stuart Avenue is what the, the um, strippers. What what my bad the strippers. that was being polite. Well the hookers walked the scroll. So that was like a hooker. That was the hookers. That's a hooker's hotel. You go there, you catch an all kind of flea. You catch an all kind of STD for that. But yeah, that was with the um hookers and stuff. And that's a bad street. Like that's a bad street. Like it's like it's a clean <laughs> bad street. Like it's it's weird.
1: Mm-mm-mm.
0: But yeah, um, I remember that. I remember rubber band man. Wow, that's a Taliban. You know Kanye West. Um, did I'm just doing my job on, on um, Ti's second album. Really, I'm just doing my job, my job, my job. He was talking about selling drugs as if like it was this nice thing. He was like, "You ain't always got to pass through the hood without speaking." It was like we ain't out here taking y'all lives, raping your children. We just out here staying alive, making a million, working hard, trying to survive. It's like accusations to steal it, burglarizing your houses. You're just hurting my feelings. So he got that one line, pissing in the bushes like they never house trained us. <laughs> but yeah, trap trap music is his best album. King is his second. I'm serious, has some beats, so has some hits on there. The dope boys in the trap. I'm. I still ain't forgave myself as one of my best. One of his best songs to me. I remember my friend Nick. He um I let him borrow it in high school and his car broke down and then he took it to the junkyard and got it mushed, and my CD was in there. Oh no. <laughs> it's all good.
1: But yeah, job J O B just over broke.
0: there <laughs> yes, was my J-O-B-E.
1: Oh, I can't stand it anymore. What am I going to do? Oh, has anybody felt this way? Nine yeah. to five. In the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting sick of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so serious. I sat at work the other day, and I was just looking around in my cubicle with no windows (laughs) and i was just like what what's the purpose over here like i know my passion i know what i want in life this isn't it and you know poetry or whatever i started writing and this came to mind and I said, if it doesn't bring life into this world, then it is destined to die. That's in anything we do. Just like me being miserable at my just over broke job.
0: This motherfucking <laughs> um, shit. You texted me tossing. Fuck this shit. <laughs> if you're out of the clear of the sky, I to be, be like chilling. It should go this i'm like
1: oh i'm so sorry but so serious too i'm like you know i'm miserable because it's not bringing life into this world so no matter how hard i work it's at a dead end there's nothing there to grow from spiritually and at the end of the day, that's what we all need to do is grow spiritually. So yeah, time to make moves. Cause.
0: And the thing, and the thing about it is you can be making a million dollars a day and you still can not like what you're doing. Like a lot of people think that when money comes happiness, but when you get this money, it doesn't come no happiness because now what you did to get to this point has to keep on being validated by you going to this job every day. So a lot of people want to go, Oh, well, I just want to make a million dollars and I'll be straight. How are you gonna make this million dollars? Because once you make this million dollars, then you have now set up a lifestyle for yourself and the people around you that if you stop doing this, they're going to they're going to leave you. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna help
0: your self-esteem. It's not, it's just not. You need to find something you're passionate about. Now, if a million dollars come from it, that's cool. If it doesn't, that's cool as well but long to me my philosophy always been as long as the lights are on
1: yeah but but you know the especially the light in us because if that's not shining and we're dim there's there, we're, we're there's no use for us because seriously like being miserable and walking around or whatnot but it annoys the hell out of me <laughs> I'm just sitting here like I have things to do I have we have this master plan we got you know all these projects we got to take care of and only 24 hours in a day that seems like 12 nowadays and yeah so
0: Think plan. <laughs> ain't got nothing but linen inside my hand <laughs> The the hours in the day, I swear we need more than twenty four hours a day, and this is coming from a person that try to stay up as much as I can. Like I'd be, it'd be three right. o'clock in the morning. I'd be, I'd be doing, I'd be working on projects while watching, watching like um, well, I done got heavily deep impact, obsessed with rats again. But I'd be trying so hard to stay up, but it's like it just ain't enough time.
1: I know, I know. Like right now, I'm I'm wired up. You know, I didn't have any energy drinks or anything. I'm just thank uh, God. No, it's the podcast, our 20th episode, wow. but it's just, I can't sleep at night, and then during the day, I'm like, holding my eyelids, trying to keep them open. <laughs> oh, man. We gonna get it. We gonna get it. Yep. <laughs> Awkward now.
0: Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the Ocker Mill. You ask the questions and we answer. We're still waiting on you, Chris Brown, to send in your question and we will happily give you that answer. But for everybody else, we can be reached at jvaris at com. That is J A V R I S at s a n q u o n S A N Q U O N.com. And she can be reached at Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. That is Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. G-H-A-D-I-R at wordsbyladyg.com. So what we got today, Lady Godiva?
1: All right, we have two of them. Number one, need advice. It's been bothering me all day while cleaning, and even now that I'm mostly done, I just can't fully relax, was in the mall, got stopped by a sales lady in front of a beauty salon. I told her straight up, I didn't have the money. But she asked if she could practice with the sales pitch on me since it was early in the morning and not many people around and she was new. I agreed to that. So as we sat there laughing and trying out everything, a guy walks in and he just He's just browsing around after refusing an offer for help. I'm just about finishing up my session and mention all the products I really did like the feel of. The next thing I know, a bag is being handed to me by the guy who's been wandering the store. He then leaves. In the bag are all the products I I had said I liked. I get told it's over two hundred dollars worth of stuff and his number is also in there what do I do because I kind of feel like someone just tried to buy me and I don't really like it do I call thank him and tell him I'm not interested is it rude to offer the products back to him do I call and accept a coffee date or something because I kind of wanted to take a bath, and indulge, but at the same time, I don't know. Getting a free coffee from a stranger is one thing. This is something entirely different. And I mean, he's probably harmless, but I just dealt with a stalker and I'm trying to move on. Help. (sighs) So, want me to go first or you want to go first?
0: I mean, you can go first.
1: Okay, with this... I kind of feel like the whole thing was a setup, you know, when the woman asked her to practice a sales pitch or whatever.
0: Yo, I didn't even think of that.
1: Yeah, I kind of feel like it was a setup. And um, for this guy to, like, walk around or whatever and wander. Okay. um, I would say give him the benefit of the doubt only because God – not all men but it's hard for a lot of men to figure out women because women are complicated very (laughs) you know they don't they don't they can't read your mind you know i'm a woman and i can admit it to it so um i guess he wanted to impress you maybe i mean that's his way of showing that he's interested doesn't mean that you know he's he's crazy just it is what it is so (laughs) He left his number so you can kindly call him and thank him for the products and then see where it goes from there. If he, you know, says things that are out of line, then be like, okay, I can't accept these gifts. You can take it back and you guys could go your separate ways. So, yeah, I think that's my input.
0: Did she say he shoved it to her or just handed it to her?
1: No, he handed it to her, which which kind of confused me why she didn't she didn't walk after him to give it to him. I I don't I don't get that.
0: The thing is like he's trying to be big ball shot caller, but he's afraid to speak to you in public in a public setting to your face after he did something generous. Now me, me, and Lady Godiva, we have this thing where we um, spread love. It's the love holic way. Where we buy people, you know, we'll buy somebody some coffee or buy some Like sometimes I pay for somebody's groceries that's behind me, but I don't expect anything in exchange. He's kind of see. I don't want see. I don't want to sound like a, a malice person and think that this person is trying to buy the pussy, because that's what it seems like. It's like instead of him being like. I heard you. I heard you like these products. I heard you. Also, heard you said you didn't have any money. See, to him, two hundred dollars might not be nothing. To you, it might be a lot. But to him, it might not be nothing. So he could have easily just bought you these things and then placed it in your hand and told you, "I just felt like doing something nice for, um, for you know, for you," and just left it at that. He's trying to get a date. And some and some other stuff out of this because now it's going to feel like because now you're you're comp- now you're trying to contemplate whether or not you owe him for doing something that you didn't ask him to do. So the game he's trying to run seems like it's working on you, but I feel like you, under no obligation, are you to give it back. You can call, say thank you. I really appreciate you doing that for me. I couldn't afford it myself. It's really nice of you, and didn't go about your way. That's all you owe him is a thank you. That's all you owe him. You don't owe him a date. You don't owe him anything else. You can't buy love. You can't buy. You can't buy love. You can't buy love.
1: And and you you know,
0: you tried to to be a big baller, shot calling. You played yourself,
1: right? But here's my dilemma. Especially with this generation, a lot of them are quick to say, "Oh, he's thirsty," you know, or like, you know, he that's all he wants. But instead of looking at how we would show others, you know, our love and how we we um, would treat someone, we gotta we gotta see give that person, you know, how how would they do it? I, I don't know. I feel like I mean I I see where you're coming from, and yes, she doesn't owe him that extra stuff. She does owe him a thank you, but. She shouldn't be like. She shouldn't jump down his throat and be like, you know. I know this is you bought this because that's all you want. I'm not stupid. No,
0: no, I didn't. I didn't say she's. <laughs> oh God, don't call him. I was saying be wary of that because that's a lot. Right. That's a lot of people emote. Is I'm gonna buy something to impress this person now. I'm not saying that's what he wants to do. I'm saying be very cognizant of it. Right. To know that that could be an option that they might be seeking. So be very wary when you're talking about wanting to go on dates with this person. Because you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're on a date with this person and they're like, oh, remember, I paid for your $200. You're giving me some pussy tonight, girl. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to put yourself in a position where. Now you're like, now you're getting pressured into having sex that you didn't want to have in the first place. That's what I'm talking about. Now, yeah,
1: I, I agree you, with,
0: that. I, know I agree with that. I know what you're saying. Everybody don't know how to show affection.
1: Mm-hmm. Come on, dog. Yo.
0: You're supposed to, if you were trying to run games, game, if you were trying to talk to her, you should have gave her the stuff and then said, I don't, okay, just be. Okay, if you're not feeling this person, then don't then you know you don't owe them nothing. But if you like thought it was cute or whatever, you want to see where it goes, and that's okay too.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, so awkward meal number two. My boyfriend gets obsessed literally every time I hang out with anyone besides him. He's rude to my friends when he does meet them and then doesn't realize it at all when I confront him about it. I'm trying to get him to see someone for his anger issues, but I just don't know what to do without upsetting him. Inanimate eyes. Um, Me me or you?
0: Um, You can go first again.
1: Okay. Leave him. Hate
0: it on the head right off the bat
1: yeah because it's simple if you have to question or tiptoe around a person that is supposed to be your significant other you do not need to be around this person at all you need to leave and um take your self-worth with you <laughs> because I, i'm not i'm not even joking honestly over time that he will tear you down with him. Anger issues come from insecurities and like, you know, long-term child whatever problems. (laughs) But uh, honestly, if you stay there long enough, you'll end up having anger issues. He will rub off on you and then you'll start, you know years will go by and you start questioning where did it all go like where did your youth go where did your life go um so i highly recommend you leave him as soon as possible actually as soon as you listen to this podcast (laughs) so yeah good luck with that man it's just it's too much life is too precious
0: because he's not going to change He's not going to change the exactly. what she say? He don't want her hanging out with other people besides him.
1: Yeah, he's he's yeah, and he's he's going to isolate you in that box.
0: Okay. I'm confused. <laughs> and- when did she when did she become property? I I, I right. the part where he bought you. I missed the part where this was slavery and he bought you so now he could tell you what to do and who to hang out with.
1: How how will you both grow if you're constantly in each other's face doing the same shit every day? <laughs>
0: how are like, you gonna ask her how her day went if you spending the whole day with her? Exactly. That's like that's like me being with Lady Godiva all day. So how was every that's like me being with Lady Godiva every day, all day, every day? We would have nothing to talk about on the podcast. It'll be the most <laughs> dry ass podcast ever. Right. Like, I just talked to you fucking. All day today, God
1: damn <laughs> it's out of there's too many people dealing with the same issues, and I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but it's like you
0: it's other people it's out like there.
1: anything else you do your research
0: it's other Hello? it's other it's other people out there's that's going that's gonna treat you ten times better than what this creep is. trust yeah. me. This is not a pro. this nigga is not a pro. ooh, this man is not a prize. He is not a prize by any stretch of the imagination. If he's treating you wrong, you leave. That's for men, too. Exactly. These men be with these women, they got all these attitudes and be popping their neck at them. Oh, my baby just love. Yeah. Yo, your baby won't let you hang out with other dudes, won't let you talk talk to women. If he's gonna cheat, he gonna cheat. It don't matter if you let him, if you allow him to do something anyway. Oh,
1: everybody- speaking of that. The most, the messiest things that I cannot stand when women confront the woman that the man, their man is cheating on, with.
0: Oh, like yeah, yo, baby, out beef, here. You are beef, beef,
1: you're beefing with your man because that's the person you're in a relationship with. Like
0: the only person that owe you an explanation in this or that owe you an apology. Followed by you being their ass is the man because the woman has no op- the woman is not connected to this relationship in any, any shape or form. She probably don't even know you exist. She's getting played as well. So in this moment, he has been able to not only fuck you but fuck her and then con both of y'all at the exact same time to make y'all fight each other, forget that he cheated, and then she go back to him to repeat the cycle.
1: Right, it's disgusting. I I cannot stand it. Be hate, man stupid. They it. they
0: obviously smart enough to dog to trick your dumb ass.
1: Right, and you know, you know, and you know, the people are horrible. You could not. You don't. You could be somebody's friend on Facebook, and their wives are lurking and like, or girlfriends are in people's inboxes asking them. You know. How
0: do you know my man? Yo, my one friend, she like a lesbian. So I like comments like, "Oh, that look, you look nice today." She a lesbian. Obviously, ain't nothing going on with me and her. Her uh, one of her, uh, her lesbian girlfriend. I mean, her lesbian girlfriend. Her girlfriend don't be telling my woman she look nice." I said, "I got a penis," <laughs> and then I didn't say nothing. That I didn't say nothing because I was because I almost you know how like you'll type something really long. You'd be like, "I'm about to, yeah, I'm about to put you in your place." And I was like. How the fuck am I out here arguing with her? I got a penis. And I said, "You look, you look nice." I say, "God damn, go get some of this dick. Come over to the dark side." Like <laughs> what? You can't tell people they look nice no more.
1: You remember that one post I put up because um, somebody's wife got it came into my inbox asking me, "How do I know her husband? Why are we friends on Facebook?" Blah 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 blah. Right and. Um, Mind you, I don't even talk to him. (laughs) So,
0: yeah, that dude. That dude name. I remember the dude name. The dude name was like Rico Wade. I was like, why the fuck is he faking like Rico Wade on Facebook? (laughs) It was just a clarification. It wasn't the real Rico Wade. Dungeon Family Rico Wade, y'all.
1: Right, but I put a post up right, and I forgot what it said. But basically, I was like, the next woman that comes into my inbox with this bullshit <laughs> i'm gonna give her some affirmation because obviously they need it so once they do that i'm gonna screenshot that inbox put it on you know the wall and then tag the motherfucker that they're asking me about and then their their real holes are gonna answer
0: <laughs> lady g said i'll set this shit down um <laughs> damn! like get the hell yeah, y'all, gotta, y'all gotta ease up like people people of the opposite sex talk to each other all the time and nothing goes on
1: Exactly. Like, how the hell are
0: you gonna work it how are you gonna get anything done in life if all you talk to are dudes
1: yeah it it's just too much it's so like everyone feels like um you know you gotta I hate to, t- t- tiptoe their way even on Facebook like I just like this person's picture. Why are you talking to my man? Like, 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 I mean, like I got it.
0: Like you got to, um, you got like, a, like it's a landmine. Like, okay, I can't like this picture because then they're going to think I'm trying to flirt with them. And then somebody will come at me. Like, first of all, why are you looking at who liked the picture? That's, that's pretty fucking creepy.
1: Right. Or somebody you grew up with, right? Uh, they block you on Facebook and you're like, what did I do? (laughs) And then you come to find out it's the woman that they're with is like, no, you can't be her friend on there.
0: (laughs) We'd like to thank you guys and girls for checking out the Aqua Minority podcast this week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr, and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Audio Mac, and Stitcher.
1: We're everywhere
0: everywhere worldwide international underground i'm not going to do it we
1: love you
0: all right y'all good night good night
1: peace out